As a youngster, Dad would take me for walks, many of which were along the canals between Tipton and Aldley. We would go out along the towpath and return along the roads, and we would talk. I don't remember what we talked about. I only remember the quiet satisfaction of the experience. Canals began to be built in the 17th century but their progress and effect increased tremendously in the 18th, one major result being the halving of the price of coal in the north of England. Their use as an effective transport system, covering the whole of England in particular, but also the rest of the island, waxed and waned throughout the 19th century and well into the 20th, only decreasing noticeably in the 1960s. It was soon after this that their use for leisure became of interest, but success in this field was delayed until the formation of the British Waterways Board in 1963, and shortly afterwards money was made available for their development and maintenance. Whatever their use or condition, Canals have been and continue to be a source of fascination and attraction. Canals. Canals, they mean a lot to me. I don't know why they should, I don't know what it is, but canals, shining ribbon like, they stretch, murky brown, sometimes black as jet, but canals, they get me going, do canals. I can stand and watch the ripples long after the boat's gone by, as if he wants me there for the company. You know them like veins, what takes the blood round me bodies. They can carry food in the grain belts, warmth in the coal, strength in the iron, but canals just like veins, eh, masters? Them servants what do as they told. You call expect them clean when you make them like a drain. If you're like me, you stood and watched the V-shaped backwash from the nose of the water vowel, the gentleman of the waterways, you'd think again if I had chucked that old bike in there. But then canals, they're there by they, and like anybody what just drifts along, they're took for granted, until you miss them and wonder where they're gone. Over history, as well as a subject of success and industrial usage, they have been the centre of individual and community tragedy. My first experience of tragedy was not apparent to me until I grew up and was able to appreciate what I had seen. I was walking back from Sunday school one Sunday morning. It wasn't far and there were always friends around. Hearing shouts, 
I climbed a path leading up to the canal embankment and watched as several men poured a very young child from the water. It is only now that I look back and realise that I had seen the result of a tragedy and when I read reminiscences on social media of boasts of jumping the locks, swimming in the murky waters and bike rides along the towpath, do I wonder whether it was the result of a misguided adventure. Experienced and skilled canal workers are not immune from the dangers. In September 1899, on a stretch of canal close to Dudley Port, a multiple tragedy occurred, well documented in the press and the subject of one of my poems. On the 9th of the 9th, 99, the weather was good and fine, with the boats on the cuts and blokes afoot, with a sadness never a sign. The boatmen whistled a song and hooves on cobbles rung, with rope kept taut down to Dudley Port, they pulled the boats along. But by rattle chain bridge and gower arm, where men had dug and thought no harm, would come from the hold that the brickworks made, but soon at the bottom two boats were laid in Barnet's breach. On the ninth of the ninth, ninety-nine, the boatman cut his line. The boat ran fast and the horses passed, and the boatman jumped in time. Two boats in the hull struck tight, lay crushed in broad daylight. Of iron and wood, for a while they stood, then slowly sank from sight. Hundred yards of towpath gone three hundred foot down in the autumn sun, between riders green and factory locks, the water drained to form dry dock at Barnet's Bridge. On the ninth of the ninth, ninety-nine, the weather was good and fine, the boats on the cut and blokes afoot, and a sadness never a sign, till Barnet's Bridge. Tragedy aside, there is a special charm about the waterways. Due to their construction and geography, they give access to a view and approach very different to those accessed by roads. Recently, I had the pleasure of being interviewed by Brendan Hawthorne, a popular and widely published poet and musician for the Black Country, the subject being Memories of the Canals. This is part of the recording. Um, and I, uh, you know, and, and trying to guess, well, I spent ages as a kid trying to guess what the canal side equipment was for. Yes. You know, the, the ratcheted yeah, the locks, uh, locks the, and, the, and, 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 you know, lifts. Yeah, you know, I quite whatever. enjoyed doing that on this holiday, getting to the locks and, and uh, lifting them, putting them back and being careful when you did this and because you might flood the... the the uh, yes. the areas or whatever, or you let know. the water out altogether. Right. So you've got to all pumped back up. Yeah, and you had to lift the yeah. boat out. Yeah, that, but the other thing you said was rather an interesting uh, comment as well, is that because um, the industry in early days needed the canals, they were built by the canals, and the current viewpoint you get in going along the canals is of the old 
buildings as they were then, yeah. uh, as opposed to the big factories you see built into the, uh, around the road system we've got now. Modern stuff is around the road system, but the old historical stuff is around the canals. That's right. And you talk about walking along the canals with your dog uh, on this particular uh, holiday. I, in my job, had visited a, a building in a little uh, village called Nozel. And uh, because of my work, I'd got to know the owner of this building, and he showed me around the, this building. And uh, it was uh, where self-raising flour was uh, invented. Right. And it was an old mill, but he turned it into a, a house, uh, a, a domestic premises. And he showed me around. It's fascinating to go around. It's, it's right on the canal bank. It served the, the, the canal served it as a flour mill and it has still got the old accoutrements on the outside. Yeah, you know. And he's uh, a, a lovely man. Well, we, we parked the night before by the side of the canal uh, for the evening and uh, we'd settled down and in the morning we were having breakfast. And along the road came Captain. I forget his surname is known as Captain because he actually came off the Merchant Navy. And uh, he recognised me. We got chatting again. I said, oh, I love your house. And he said, would you like to come in and have a look at the hall? And so he took all four of us into his house to have a look around it again. But the, the, the point I'm coming to is it was an old historic building made of domestic premises. It still had a central um, support of a oak tree which ran through his um, floor to ceiling, through his living room and up into the upstairs bedrooms. It was still there and he put a little garden around the base of it with flowers in it and a brick wall and things like that. It was absolutely a lovely, lovely viewpoint. Yeah, you, you would never see that from from a, a road point of view. No, you, you've just actually reminded me. I, I, I did a book of walks a few years ago and one of them took me around the Soho um, is it the Soho Ring? It there? is, yes. I've been around that yeah. as a sort of commercial uh, trip. And it's wonderful that they've got modern buildings that come virtually, you know, flats and that, that come virtually onto the towpath. Yes. Uh, it's like a complete integration, isn't it, of, of, yes. of, of, of uh, modern living with utilising the, the, the wonderful scenery that you get around yes. there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and some of it is still obviously industrialised, isn't it? You've got, I think there's a snacks factory or something along there. And, yes. And um, uh, it was only through doing these walks I actually realised how much beauty um, is being reclaimed uh, by nature and turning these pretty stark um, areas yes. of my childhood into this, you know, this softening, beautiful landscape. My short podcasts are nowhere near long enough in one session to explore the subject. Their journeys, the towns they connect, the natural habitats they provide, nor indeed the beauty that can be seen from their numerous aspects. I will close my song based around the narrowboats. I describe them as painted ladies. So pull your painted ladies and ply the old canal. Spend your days on waterways from Slough to Birmingham. On the banks was the old fair walk along and listen as the bargee sings a 
sun At the painter's alley you can see him stand As the narrow portrait shallow So pour your painted ladies And pour in the old canal Spend your days on waterways From stars and Oh, 